Hi, and welcome to I Watch This as an Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I'll be reviewing 1985's The Last Dragon. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This week I'm going to be reviewing The Last Dragon. Before we get to that, we got to talk about things I watched this week. Um, Let's get right into that Falcon and Winter Soldier finale first, because there's something else I want to talk about that I'm probably going to go in-depth on. I'm not really going to go in-depth on the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier finale, but um, I enjoyed it. It was everything it was supposed to be. (laughs) It was everything it was supposed to be. Uh, We finally saw the suit. They, They introduced the suit in a dramatic fashion. Uh, it's the same suit from the goddamn comics, you know, because in the comics, Sam, Sam Wilson becomes Captain America. I believe I haven't really read Captain America in a while, but I believe he is still Captain America. I believe he is the current Captain America. Not really sure if Steve Rogers came back. I think there was a Steve Rogers Rogers that came back because uh, like, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I haven't really been keeping up with comics i haven't really i haven't kept up with comics since 2010 it's been about it's been a good 10 years since i like actively read a lot of comics i've been dipping in and out i got a couple of comics you know i got some black panther stuff uh i've really been reading like the mighty Morphin power rangers comic book from boom studios that's pretty fun i like that comic uh i've been reading the uh, idw uh, ninja turtles comic that's pretty fun um, you know, but a lot of Marvel DC stuff, I'm like, they, I just feel like their shit just, just going off the deep end, uh, too much that I can't even like keep up, you know, it's like, too, it's just too much, you know, they're just doing too much. It's like, this is too many things going on. I was like, I'm not, I, I can't even keep up with this shit. <laughs> you know, I'm 10 years out really like a really like being deep, 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 deep deep into comic books you know so like me coming back and i don't know what the fuck is going on you know i know certain things you know like like i know that sam wilson's captain america i believe still uh i know there was a lady thor i know like there's like a amadeus cho is the hulk now is he still i don't know but you know, <laughs> i'm saying things and i don't know what i'm talking about but anyway in the comics uh sam wilson was Captain America, so they're pretty much just using the same, uh, com- they're using the same comic book costume, you know, it looks good, I didn't think that I've seen that costume, I've seen people cosplay that costume, and it looks good, but I didn't think that they could actually do that in a television show in the MCU, and make that look good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it looks fly, man, it looks dope, uh, so I think he still has red, he still has red wing with him, like, it looks fucking dope i like it um so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go to i'm just gonna go through bullet points uh they went to go stop the flag smashers uh sharon carter was there for some reason uh spoiler alert she's the power broker i'm not even gonna put any suspense on that shit <laughs> you know like she's the power broker okay guys um was what, ha- what else happened uh bucky came in to help uh sam uh, so like, and, uh, the Flag Smashers, the Flag Smashers really, uh, uh, what's her name? God damn it. The redhead girl. Shit. Carly. Carly is the one that she went off the fucking deep end. She was like, she was far gone. There was, I don't think there was any, I don't think there was any saving that girl. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I think, I'm like, I think she was, a, she was pretty much, she was pretty much a lost cause. Uh, pretty much a lost cause so saving her saving her was beaten is far beyond reprehensible not reprehensible but far she's far beyond repair let's say that she's far beyond repair and uh she she was going to fuck off she was like hey man if we got to kill people we got to kill people and the rest of the flag smashers were looking at her like Yo, well, we 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 ain't really get into it. We ain't get into this. Uh, <laughs> you know, we ain't want we ain't, we ain't get into this to kill people. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, man, she she she. 
she was vicious. Um, John, bitch ass John Walker came back. <laughs> thinking he's still Captain America. He made a fucking shield with his fucking medals on it and shit. And, uh, <laughs> and like they, they kind of had to fucking babysit him, Bucky. Because even like they were like running to find flag smashers, uh, Sam, Bucky, and uh, uh, bitch ass John. Uh, we're running to find the flag smashers, and like John went somewhere, and Sam was like, you gonna handle that playboy? <laughs> Look at that Bucky. <laughs> Look at that Bucky. Like, you gonna handle that, bruh? He's like, uh, I got him. <laughs> and so, Bucky had to keep him in line to make sure he don't fucking kill nobody or go off the deep end. But for the most part, for the most part, he didn't, he didn't display any bitch assness too much, you know, in this episode. He was, he's actually pretty corruptible. But, uh, we'll see later because, uh, Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus shows up again and she gives him a new costume and he gets the name U.S. Agent. So, that's where, my favorite part, my favorite part of this, uh, whole, by the way, uh, Carly dies, Sharon Carter shoots the shit out of her because we find out that, like, that that was the time that, uh, Sharon Carter is revealed to be the power broker and, I think Carly kills Batrock the Leaper. I think she kills that nigga. And then uh Sharon just pops Carly like three times in the three times in the goddamn back, I think. <laughs> Either in the stomach or the back. Cause I think she was about to kill I think she was about to kill Sam. Cause Sam was still trying to talk her off the ledge and shit like that. I was like, bruh, she's gone. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. And uh Sharon just fucking shoots that bitch. She just pop, pop, pop. Just shoots it like three times. And I was like, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> she's fucking dead. So Carly is no more. But let me get back to what I was saying. Like, my favorite part of this whole... Oh, my God. Almost brought a tear to my eye. I'm not going to lie. Excuse me. I'm Almost brought a tear to my eye. Was when uh, Sam went to go see Isaiah Bradley again. And he brought him to the uh, Captain America Museum. And he showed him a statue. He had, I think he had them make a statue of Isaiah Bradley. And it was so fucking emotional to me. <laughs> oh my God. I got a little, I got a little choked up. I got a little emotional seeing that. I'm not going to lie, man. You know, like shit like this usually, I ain't going to lie. I've cried at movies before. I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna be here and say like I ain't never cried in no movie. Ain't no fictional character gonna make me act like no bitch. But yeah, I'm like I'm like I cried in Creed. Uh, <laughs> I cried. And that was another movie I cried in. I cried in the pursuit of happiness. Uh, you know, when Will Smith finally got the job at the end. You know, like, oh, he finally got the job. Oh, you know all this shit. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I've cried. I've, I've I've shed some tears. You know, like I shed a, I shed a little tear. Black Panther, even though it's not my favorite movie, I shed a little tear. There was a couple of moments in there that made me kind of shed, like a look a, a thug tear. But uh, you know, because we only cry thug tears around here. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, man, that shit was heartwarming, man. I loved it, and I loved that they ended it right there. But overall, thought it was a great show, man. Thought it was a great show. I love this. I'm going to say I love this more than WandaVision. I want to say I liked WandaVision. I love this more. You know, WandaVision, WandaVision, I liked it. Like, it wasn't it like, it was, I'm not, I don't really fuck with like the, the, the magic and shit, but it was okay. It was okay. Oh, oh, and Sharon Carter, uh, like she got some shit planned because like she, she finally got pardoned at the end for helping uh, take out the flag smashers, and she got a part, and then she was on the phone with some people, and we'll find out what happens after that, um, there are plans for a Captain America 4, I heard, uh, they, they greenlit, from what I heard, is that they greenlit a, another Captain America movie with Sam, so, and it's gonna be written by the guy that, uh, was a showrunner on uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Malcolm Spellman. Uh, it's going to be written by him. 
I believe that, like he's going to write the script. I don't know who's going to direct it. I don't know if they're going to bring the Russos back or what, <laughs> what they're going to do. Because I think the Russos, the Russos directed the last two Captain America movies. That they, they, direct, they directed Winter Soldier and they directed Civil War. It'd be cool if they got them back. It'd be cool if they got a new uh, black director. Director. Uh, I'm trying to think of some somebody off the top of my head. I don't want to go Coogler again. You know, Coogler is synonymous with Black Panther. Um, there is this other dude. I haven't watched his movie yet, but there's this other guy out here. I'm hearing a lot. Uh, Shaka King. I'm hearing a lot about Shaka King. I still haven't watched Judas and the Black Messiah. I gotta get on that. I know. Um, trying to think of a lot of trying to think of some uh some black directors. Uh, this could be one they could give to Ava DuVernay. I don't know, but I don't know if they should get a black woman director because you got Ava DuVernay, you got Regina King out here. She's doing her thing. One Night in Miami is fucking spectacular. I love that fucking movie. Um. I really want to watch it again. I'll probably watch it again. I'm probably going to watch that shit again tonight. I love that movie. That movie was fucking phenomenal. Uh, great movie. But, um, trying to think of some other black directors that could get some shine off of here. Maybe an F. Gary Gray. I think F. Gary Gray was supposed to direct a Marvel movie. And then he got, he got sidetracked or some shit. You give it to F. Gary Gray. You know, there's, there's some, there's some black directors out here that they, they could use. You know, Rick Fumiyama, he's not a bad director either. You know, they'll find somebody. They'll find somebody. But I'm looking forward to Captain America 4. It's going to be it's gonna be awesome. I enjoyed Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, it's a great show. I give it a 5 out of 5, man. Perfect fucking show. Started off a little slow, but it crescendoed, crescendoed perfectly. Great fucking show. Uh, now let's talk about this goddamn Mortal Kombat movie. What? <laughs> Why don't we? Um, I watched Mortal Kombat uh, this past Friday. I watched it again on Saturday. Uh, I had to watch it again on Saturday because Friday I was actually kind of feeling like shit. I was not feeling well. And I had to uh, watch it again because like, I was fucking out of it. And I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me. I don't know if I got uh, some type of like food poisoning. or Because <laughs> like, I did not feel good that Friday, I felt like shit, but I felt better, uh, Saturday, by Saturday morning, for some reason, and I watched the movie again, and there's a lot of mixed reactions to this Mortal Kombat, there's some people that just fucking hate it, there's some people that love it, uh, I'm right there in the middle, really, I think it's, I think it's just okay, I think, uh, the problem was there's there there's some flaws in this movie. Let's just get to that. There's some fucking flaws in this goddamn movie. A lot of flaws. Um, first the first flaw I had was I think they picked the wrong uh uh villains. You know, the villains are fucking dull. Villains that they picked, they didn't pick the right villains. Um, the only two that fit, the only two that fit, I'm gonna say the only three that fit. They picked uh, Melina with the chick in him, man. Oh my god, Melina, the chick that plays Melina. I think of, I think her name is Sissy Stringer. I looked her up. Uh, god, man, my god, she thicker than bowl of oatmeal. My god, goddamn. Uh, <laughs> oh my god um yeah man i was like i was like me and my wife were looking at it the first time even my wife was like god damn you know <laughs> you're like that girl's dragging a wagon she was like <laughs> but uh <laughs> but yeah melina the chick that played melina i had no problem with her she was okay they had to have sub-zero because like i'm gonna just tell you most of the story is about the conflict between Sub-Zero and Scorpion. That's what most of this movie is about. Well, the first half of the movie, and then... I'm gonna I'm spoil the fuck out of this movie, by the way. I'm spoiling the shit out of this movie. If you haven't seen it by now, oh well. Uh, I'm just gonna say this. The first half of the movie 
and the last half of the movie is about the conflict between Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero. That's what you get. The rest of it, the rest of this, you get a lot of Sub-Zero. You get a lot of Sub-Zero creeping in your window like a goddamn horror, horror uh, monster. You know, <laughs> like he's a goddamn serial killer. I guess he is. He's fucking in Mortal Kombat. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but he's creeping to your window and standing outside your fucking door and shit. You know, he's doing all that shit. And, uh, I wonder how many people saw that in theater. Cause there's a scene where like, he's in somebody's goddamn door. Well, like, he's like, there's a window in the door and he's standing, just standing outside the door and they get, they hit you with the horror music too. They're like, beep, you know, they hit you with that shit. <laughs> I wonder how many people in the theater, if, if you went to go see this in the theater, I wonder how many people jumped like, oh shit, Sub-Zero, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Cause they had that nigga standing, they had that nigga standing outside the goddamn door, outside the window, <laughs> like he's fucking Michael Myers. <laughs> they dead ass did that shit. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, like I said, some of the some of the villains I didn't care for. Uh, like Sub Zero's cool. He's okay. He's like one of the main villains. You know, Sub Zero. Sub Zero gets a lot of screen time in this movie. Um, they pick Melina. I'm okay with her. She, she's. She gets a moderate amount of time, a screen t- moderate amount of screen time, but she's not in this movie very much. Um, I was cool with Cabal because Cabal is in the movie also. Um, they got him talking like a fucking uh, like a fucking Italian mob boss though. He's like, "Come on, man!" He's like, "I know a guy. He's a real piece of shit or something like that." Like, I can't really do an Italian accent, but uh. You know? But that's what he sounded like. He sounded like, no, but no, what you talking about? Hey, he was like, I'm in the Mortal Kombat. What's going on? You know, <laughs> he sounded like that. Uh, those three are good, but I think they picked some real. Oh, Goro's in here too. Forgot about Goro. I'm going to tell you what the fuck they do with Goro. My God. Uh, what the fuck did they do to Goro? But um, anyway, uh, there were some other characters in here. I was like, nah. Uh, Shang Tsung's in here, of course. He's the main villain. Uh, but there's these other two guys. There's these other two characters that they pick. I think it's one named Natira. She's like this, like, fucking uh, winged, like, dragon lady or some shit. And they picked this other dude named General Rico, who's like this big, who's played by Nathan Jones, I, who I didn't recognize. That was Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones used to be a professional wrestler. He used to be in the WWE. Uh, and they picked he played general rico and like so he's just like this big fucking dude in armor and with a hammer with a big like sledgehammer and i was like who the fuck is this (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna lie i haven't really played mortal kombat in years i haven't played mortal kombat since like mortal kombat armageddon and i was looking at this nigga i was like who the fuck is he (laughs) you know and and this other chick i'm like why them because if I would have picked uh, the characters I would have picked, I probably would have picked. Uh, there's a new character in the newer Mortal Kombat. Two new characters in the newer Mortal Kombat. I probably would have picked uh, if they wanted, if they needed a male, another male villain to flesh it out. I would have picked either like Aaron Black or I would have picked Ermic. Those are the two I would have picked. I would have picked either Aaron Black or Ermic. Those are two like great like starter male villains <laughs> or i would have picked um and for uh women for the girls i would have picked either uh divorce if they had i'm gonna say like if they had to have like a kind of like grotesque like alien type character female i would have picked either uh devora or shiva those are the two i would have picked i would have picked no goddamn natira general rico you know <laughs> you know <laughs> no no, no, <laughs> that's what made that shit. So that's what made the, those villains look, those villains look, that villain side look weak as fuck. Um, the, the heroes ain't no better. Um, cause you got, uh, you got Jax who's incapacitated for most of the fucking movie, by the way. And like most of the movie is Jax laying in a goddamn bed. Like, you spend, like, at least, like, 
Jack spends like at least like 40 minutes of the movie laying in a goddamn bed. <laughs> you know, like, uh, because uh, Sub Zero broke his arm. If you saw that shit in the trailer, you should know that by now. Um, because like he break, because like they break, Sub Zero breaks his arms and throws him, uh, uh throws him, uh, down at, um, uh, at the, throws him off the bottom, not the bottom, but like he throws him from the top of a building. And, like, he just hits his head and lands at the bottom, lands on the ground. So, I'm like, oh, shit. He dead. But, but then, we're like, but he's in the rest of the trailer. You know, so, he can't be dead here. You know, so. Because <laughs> they didn't show, they showed shit that wasn't in the, tra- they showed shit that was in the trailer that they didn't show yet. So, he can't be dead. So, uh, but, like, most of this, but like most of this movie, Jax is in a fucking coma with no arms laying in a bed that's jacks for the most part um and then he gets the fucking arms uh who else uh sonya blade i don't like the chick that plays sonya blade it's like nobody it's like nobody could play sonya blade right there's not one actress that could play sonya blade right bridget wilson wasn't that good of a sonya blade that second chick from annihilation she was a terrible Sonya Blade. Uh, and then this chick. Uh, she's not a good Sonya Blade. Like, she's very... She was very, like, cosplay. She looked like a... She looked and acted like a cosplay Sonya Blade. You know, uh, she's like one of those, like, YouTube video Sonya Blades. You know how they make, like, a YouTube uh, fan fiction, like, fan film? She lo- That's what she looked like. She looked like a YouTube fan film Sonya Blade. That was that, that was that was the equivalent of her acting too. I was like, I didn't like her at all. It's like no one, it's like no one can play Sonya Blade. No one can play Sonya Blade right. It's pathetic. But um, the, you know what the best Sonya Blade is? Uh, the one from Scorpion's Revenge. <laughs> That's the best Sonya Blade, the animated one. But uh, I'll talk about Scorpions. I think I'll talk about Scorpions Revenge a little in a little bit because I finally fucking watched that movie. Um, just to compare the two, this Mortal Kombat and Scorpions Revenge, just to compare the two. Uh, but like I said, don't like her. Uh, Kung Lao's pretty dope. Uh, spoiler alert: Too bad he dies <laughs> like halfway through the goddamn movie. <laughs> Kung Lao was the dopest character in the whole goddamn movie. He was doing all the dope shit. He was doing all the cool shit. And you know what? Like, and know what they did? Whoop! Let's kill him. Whoop! You know, let's kill his ass. You know, they killed the fuck out of Kung Lao. Um, Liu Kang is dull as fucking dishwater. Uh, it made me, it made me wish that Robin Shu came back. By the way, oh uh, god. I never thought I was looking at this dude. I was like, looking at this dude made me makes me lorn for uh Robin Show. Robin Show should have came back and played. I know the dude's like in his 50s now. I think Robin Show. But I think he could have pulled it off. He still looks good. I've seen Robin Show recently. Like he still looks good. He's still in shape. Uh he doesn't really look like an old man in the face. You know, even if they wanted to do oh Cause isn't there an older uh, Liu Kang in the in the, in the uh, new Mortal Kombat? I think in Mortal Kombat 11, there's an older Liu Kang. They could have did older Liu Kang. You know they could have did that. Robert Show could have came back and played Liu Kang. That would have been fucking dope. Cause like this dude, dude, what's his name? Ludi Lin or whatever the fuck his name is. Lenny Lane, whatever the fuck his name is. He was not. He was not it. He was not cutting it. He was fucking dull. And then. They kind of, they kind of, this is why, uh, Katana was missing. Katana was missing because they really should have, I'm like, they really should have had Katana, they should have had Katana in this movie. She was really missing. Uh, cause Liu Kang, uh, kind of came off a little suspect, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the way he was talking to other dudes and shit. I was like, yo, bro, you, you alright, you know? <laughs> him and Kung Lao kind of had kind of a weird relationship even though I know they said they were cousins but it was kind of like what the fuck I'm like y'all 
Y'all kind of weird. And even like Liu Kang says something after Kung Lao dies. That was kind of suspect too. I'm like, bruh, pause. But, uh, you know, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. But, <laughs> but still, I was like, Katana was missing. Because this nigga, this nigga was, this nigga needed some pussy. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it out loud. <laughs> this nigga needed some pussy. Liu Kang really needed some ass. Uh, you know, he needed a girl along after or something, cause he was he was he was being really weird in this whole movie. I did not like this Luke Kang. I didn't like this Luke Kang at all. Uh, who else was in this movie? Oh, uh, Kano. I'm just gonna spoil Kano, bro. Kano. Kano is the best thing in the whole goddamn movie. By the way, Kano is good. Uh, he starts off on the uh, on Raiden side. Uh, then spoiler alert he joins Shang, he joins Shang Tsung towards the end of the movie he switches sides uh, I guess because he's talking because like Cabal comes to talk to him and I guess Cabal uh, offered him a whole bunch of goddamn money to turn and so like he fucking turned <laughs> he turned on the uh, on the other uh, on the on, on Raiden's guys and joined and joined uh, Shang Tsung's guys. Spoiler alert: Kano is a backstab backstabbing piece of shit. Who knew? Um. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, then let's talk about this other dude, Raiden. Oh, I forgot to talk about Raiden. Let's talk about Raiden. Raiden is nothing. You know. <laughs> Made me wish that Christopher Lambeard came back. I wish I wish I had Christopher Lambeard back. James Remar <laughs> from Annihilation. You know, he was a better rating than this dude. It was just, uh, he was very, everybody's, I don't want, I don't want to be this dude. I really don't want to be this dude. And I don't want to get canceled or whatever the fuck. Uh, but, oh God. I don't really want to be this fucking dude. I don't. Oh shit. How I say this. I want to say this with some tact. I'm not trying to offend nobody or nothing like that. But I'm sorry. All the all the Asian guys in this movie were just so fucking dull. I'm sorry. The guy that played Shang Tsung was dull. And I'm not saying that Asian actors are dull. Because the guy that played him in the first movie is fucking fantastic. Uh, what's his name? Carrie uh, Takanawa or something? I forgot his name. I, think, I know his first name is Carrie. I forgot his I forgot his last name. But that dude, that dude's fucking phenomenal. Uh he was but this he was fucking terrible. The guy to play Shane Sung is terrible. Uh the guy to play Raiden, fucking terrible. The guy to play Liu Kang, fucking terrible. Kung Lao did a lot of cool shit, but when he talked, fucking terrible. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the guy that played Cole Young, and I'm gonna talk about him uh separately. Oh god. Shit. Motherfucker, even the guys that played Scorpion and uh Sub-Zero, not that great. They're not that good. Um not that good. But like, let's talk about this dude. Let's talk about Cole Young, man. The guy that played Cole Young. I think the actor's name is Louis Tan. And I mean I'm even gonna talk about why they picked him as the main character. Cause essentially. Liu Kang should be the main character. He should be the guy we're following. You know, like, he should be the guy whose quest this is. Because, like, I think it's supposed to be, like, his destiny to win Mortal Kombat or some shit like that. I think that's, like, the storyline. It's his destiny to win Mortal Kombat. But all of a sudden, you get this character out of nowhere, Cole Young, (laughs) who's supposed to be, like, Scorpion's descendant. Uh, Well, a lot of people thought he was going to become Scorpion, but nah, he doesn't do that. He doesn't become Scorpion. Uh, actually, he and Scorpion fight Sub-Zero together, uh, you know, <laughs> so that's what happens, but Cole, but Cole Young just comes out of nowhere, he's a, he's a character that's not even in a fucking game, uh, oh, I forgot about Goro, I'm gonna tell you, because, like, uh, Cole Young and Goro fucking fight, like, they have a big-ass, like, fight, and, like, Goro is, uh, beating the shit out of Cole, like, he's whipping... Cole's 
ass. And they, what they do, what they do, because I, I think, like, the thing is, like, every, uh, every, uh, Mortal Kombat fighter is supposed to find something called the Arcana, which is, like, your, your, your power from deep within, uh, uh, Luke King has fireballs, uh, Kung Lao has the hat, <laughs> uh, 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 who else? Uh, Kano has laser. He has a laser. He has a laser eye. That's his Akana. So like the whole time, Cole Young can't find his Akana. And what Raiden does is like Raiden's like, "Hey man, you can't find your shit. You got to get the fuck up out of here, dog. You know, <laughs> like go the fuck home. You know, <laughs> he's like go the fuck home. <laughs> so Cole goes home and fucking so same and Shane Sunson's Goro after Cole so and then like uh, Cole has a family has a wife and a daughter and so like they go after his they go after like Goro goes after uh, Cole's family and that's what brings out his Akana which is like this he, he gets like this like gold armor and these two like like these like bladed tonfons you know like the two like baton sticks you know and so like he fights Goro and he fucks Goro up. And I was like, damn, they kind of played. They kind of played Goro like a bitch. Goro is very insignificant in this movie. Very fucking insignificant. Cause like Goro gets killed in like the middle. I wanna say like the middle of the movie. He's like the he's like in the middle of the movie. He gets killed. Uh they got reptile in this movie. He gets killed at the beginning. Uh, Reptile gets killed at the beginning of the movie. He he gets taken out like it ain't shit. Uh, they they really took out Reptile like he wasn't nothing. Um, the two like m- most like vicious alien looking characters, they insignificant. They were nothing. Um, but Cole Young, but I'm gonna tell you why they picked Cole Young instead of uh, Luke Kang. I hate to be this dude again, cause it's because he's mixed. I'm sorry, like Louis Tan is not all the way Asian. They are not. I don't think they are. They're still not comfortable letting an Asian man, a fully Asian man, carry a movie. That's why you get you get guys like Louis Tan. You get guys like Keanu Reeves. Uh, uh, Henry Golding, because Henry Golding's—I don't think Henry Golding's not all the way Asian. I believe he has a white daddy. Uh, you know, like his dad's white. Uh, like everybody talk about Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians, all Asian cast. I'm like Henry Golding's half white. <laughs> it's okay for him to kiss on Constance Wu, who's a fully Asian woman, but it's not okay for a fully Asian man <laughs> to be the lead. In a movie, and I hope, and that's why I, I'm. I don't know what Simi Lou is. What is Simi Lou? Because he's playing Shang Chi. Is he fully Asian? Because I gotta look that up. Because I might be wrong. Because but Marvel, Marvel always have to. I hate that Marvel always has to be the fucking groundbreaker for that shit. You know, they always have to be the fucking groundbreaker. You know, because like Simi Lou will probably be. But then also again, he's doing he's doing martial arts. But then again, also again, this is a martial arts movie. You know, and you would think, uh, because doesn't Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers have like an Asian CEO or some shit? Uh, what's that guy? Or is Walter, Walter Armada just running DC? I think he's running DC. They did have a Kevin Fujihawa. It was his name, Kevin Fujihawa. But I think he's, he stepped down because he got caught with that girl. Uh, you know, like he got caught uh, tricking off on that girl. Uh, so like he he's gone. But still, man, it was like y'all can't let y'all. They just couldn't let a fully Asian man fucking carry this movie. You know, I know Ludi Lin was fucking dull as shit, but this dude's no fucking different. Cole Young is dull. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> he's not good. There was no need 
for this fucking dude. No need. No fucking need for this dude. And it looks like looks like it looks like they're gonna Alice this motherfucker. They're gonna Alice from uh, Resident Evil. This motherfucker. Uh, he wasn't he, like he didn't get on my nerves as much as Alice did in the Resident Evil movies. Cause Alice just took the fuck over, and like no other character could do nothing. They let the other characters do some shit. At least they let Jax fight. They let Sonya fight. They let uh, 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 Liu Kang and you know, uh, Kung Lao and all those other guys fight. But Cole Young looks like he's gonna be gonna be the leader. You know, looks like he's gonna be the fucking leader of the, of the, of the, of the, of the Mortal Kombat crew. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, no, bro, no. I don't like this shit. I don't like this shit at all. But anyway, overall, I thought the movie was okay. Like I said, I watched Scorpion's Revenge after that. Scorpion's Revenge did a, a lot better. Uh, it did a lot better uh, job of telling Scorpion's story. The, the rivalry between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Scorpion's actually in the movie. That's a plus. <laughs> so we get to follow his fucking story. <laughs> you know, like, he's in the movie all throughout. He's not just in the movie at the beginning and he shows up at the end <laughs> to fight Sub-Zero. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's it. That's all you see from Scorpion. He's in the middle. He's in the beginning when he's alive. And then he's at the end when he's undead fighting sub-zero that's it that's how you get from scorpion but like i said i thought it was an okay movie it's not the greatest it's way better than annihilation (laughs) no way better than that shit i gotta give it a three out of five i thought it was okay i'll be back with the review of the last dragon stay tuned Alright guys, welcome back to the show. Last Dragon, 1985. This is a uh, tricky one because this movie actually came out before I was born. Or came out the year I was born. You know, it quite and it quite possibly came out the uh, month I was conceived. Because I believe this movie came out in March. And I believe that I was conceived in March of 1985. So, <laughs> and I kind of think that this movie might have uh, some something to do with my conce- with my conception, you know. <laughs> so this was kind of this is gonna be a tricky one. This one's kind of a little bit near and dear to me because I'll tell you guys a story. My dad told a story recently to me about how he and my mom had went to go see The Last Dragon. They've seen The Last Dragon at least five times in the theater. That's the story I think he told He told me. And another thing about this story is my dad, back in the day, back in 1985, my dad sh- had a striking resemblance a striking resemblance to Timac at the time (laughs) my dad looked like Timac uh, the guy that plays Bruce Leroy in this movie that's what my dad looked like back in the day (laughs) so I don't know maybe moms saw Timac on the screen and looked at my dad got a little hot and bothered you know and one thing leads to another and then I'm here you know so, you know what I'm saying you know <laughs> you know that's that's probably what happened I don't know uh cause this is very close I think this is very close to when I was fucking when I was conceived let's just say that uh cause uh, my birthday my birthday's in December so that would be that would be the right amount of time for me to be conceived and then come out in de- in December, so uh, <laughs> just saying. Uh, but let's talk about the first time I saw this movie. The first time I saw this movie, I had to be about like uh, six years old, and I was really into martial arts at the time. 
I was really into martial arts at the time. I've just gotten into martial arts because I like the Ninja Turtles, okay? The Ninja Turtles got me into martial arts, okay? They were doing martial arts. Then they had like, then he had like three ninjas and all this other stuff. My dad watched a lot of martial arts films. You know, he watched like a lot of Van Damme movies and Seagal movies. Uh, Don the Dragon Wilson. If anybody remembers Don the Dragon Wilson. Uh, but yeah, I was really into martial arts. I actually wanted to do martial arts, I think. Yeah, I actually wanted to do martial arts. My parents didn't have the money to sign me up for classes, so <laughs> I missed out on it. Um, but yeah, but like, so this movie, this movie was like really up my alley, especially seeing a black guy do martial arts. It was like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> I didn't say that at six, but I was just like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, let's get into the production of this movie. Uh, the movie was directed by Michael Schultz. Who has directed a bunch of uh, cult classic films? Uh, like he directed Cooley High, which is a cult classic, and he directed uh, Crush Groove, another cult classic, another movie I haven't watched. <laughs> I'm gonna take some time out and I'm gonna watch Crush Groove because Sheila E is in that. I, I got a thing for Sheila E. You know, <laughs> I like older women. I'm sorry. You know, that's my thing. I got a thing for older women. Uh, so like, I, I want to watch Sheila E. I think she get, I think somebody told me that she gets naked in that movie too. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> but I want to watch Sheila E in Crush Groove. So <laughs> I got a thing for her. It's weird. I think we share a birthday too, which is also weird. I think Sheila E and I share a birthday. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, Anyway, uh, let's talk about the script. The script was written by uh, Louis Venosta. Uh, it currently has a Rotten Tomato score of 58%, which mm, I guess that's fair. Mm, whatever. Uh, I'm starting. I'm starting to look at these Rotten Tomato scores every time I do these uh, these reviews. I've inco- I've started to incorporate the Rotten Tomato scores and all the Rotten Tomato scores. I'm like, eh. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're wrong. There was one I was talking about where they were mad wrong. I was like, what the fuck were y'all smoking? Um, but anyway, um, got 58%. Uh, the movie had a budget of $10 million. It brought in $33 million at the box office. That's pretty good. Uh, let's talk about the plot. The movie follows Bruce... The, sorry, excuse me. The movie follows Bruce Leroy Green, played by Timac who is on a spiritual journey to find Master Some Dumb Goy so he can unlock the ultimate power of the glow. On his journey, he has to battle the evil Shonuff, played by Julius Carey, and the mogul Eddie Arcadian, played by Chris Munry. And he also has to constantly save VJ Laura Charles, played by Vanity. Some other stuff that was in here... Uh, some great casting news for this movie. Some interesting casting news for this movie for the role of Blue, for the role of uh, Bruce Leroy. Uh, Billy Blanks, Wesley Snipes, Mario Van Peoples, Lawrence Fishburne, Denzel, and Denzel Washington were all considered for the role of Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Ah, I'm tongue tied today. God damn, Bruce Leroy. Uh. I don't know what's going on with my mouth today, but <laughs> pause. Um, Billy Blanks and Wesley Snipes are the only ones that knew uh, martial arts. So I don't know. I don't know how old Billy Blanks was because I think this guy was really supposed to be like really young. I think I think Wesley Snipes was around that was 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 a young guy. He was probably in his early twenties. In the 80s, I would say probably early 20s in the 80s. So, like, he probably would have fit. But Billy Blanks, Billy Blanks, I think, was, like, probably 30. He's probably in his 30s in the 80s. So, he probably wouldn't have fit. Uh, Denzel Washington, I don't see it. Lawrence Fishburne, I don't see it. And Mario Van Peoples, I don't see it. All those guys don't look like they could they could fight. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Those guys don't look like they could fight. I'm sorry. Uh, so... They, they skipped all those guys and they went to the 19-year-old Ty Mac. He was 19 years old. Very good. I'm going to talk more about him later. 
this movie, <laughs> this movie had a lot of uh, Saturday morning cartoon elements. You know, you had Bruce, you had Bruce Leroy. I'm gonna butcher this motherfucker's name. <laughs> I'm gonna butcher the shit out of Bruce Leroy's name. <laughs> I'm just getting tongue-tied, just saying those two words together, you know, Bruce Leroy, Bruce, Bruce Leroy, see, I fucked it up, but, uh, yeah, you got Bruce Leroy, who's, like, the chiseled young hero, you got Laura, who's, like, his beautiful love interest, who he has to constantly save, the Laura gets kidnapped a lot, <laughs> Laura gets kidnapped so many fucking times, it's, like, there's a lot of her getting kidnapped, getting thrown in a van, get bound and tied up and gagged you know <laughs> it's like some weird bdsm shit going on with uh laura uh but yeah she, she gets kidnapped a lot i mean like he even he even has two over-the-top villains in uh show enough and uh eddie arcadian and that's one thing i do miss i do miss over-the-top villains you know villains that are just evil for the sake of it you know i miss that shit i really do you know, I really miss it because <laughs> like everybody because like now everybody has got to have a backstory. You know, if, what if sticks out my head is like Daredevil. Uh, remember that? Remember that the first season of Daredevil when uh, we had to see how the Kingpin became the Kingpin because he beat his mama. And I was like, can the I mean, not he, <laughs> the Kingpin did beat his mom. <laughs> I'm tripping. I was saying that the kingpin beat his mama. Uh, the kingpin's dad beat his mom, and then he killed his dad. And they tried to say that's the reason that the kingpin became the kingpin. And I was like, bro, can't the kingpin just be evil? You know, there's no such thing as just evil people. Just for the sake of being evil, nobody can't be born evil. I mean, bro, not everybody has to have a fucking backstory, bro. And I like this. These two dudes don't have a fucking backstory. The show enough, the Shogun of Harlem, just shows up out of fucking nowhere. And he's like, yo, I run this motherfucker. You know, like, that's what he does. He's just like, I run this shit, okay? This is all me. I'm the Shogun. I run this shit. I'm the best martial artist in the world. Anybody want to step to me, gonna get their ass kicked. That's his story. Um, Eddie Arcadian, he was like, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, uh, paid. That's it. <laughs> That's his fucking story. You're like, I'm trying to get rich. Anything with money in it, I want it. And if I gotta fucking kill some people to do it along the way, so fucking be it. That's his story. You know, like, <laughs> that's his fucking story. So like, not everybody. He doesn't have a have a story. Like, oh, my parents, uh, my parents were poor, and mm-hmm. showing up doesn't have to have a story. It was like, well, my mama was smoking crack with me. And, this is how I came out, and I was going from foster home to foster home, and all this other bullshit, you know, <laughs> that nigga just like, I'm here, and I'm evil as fuck, you know, that, that's their story, that's it, uh, another thing I like about this movie, I like that this movie is very whimsical, it's very whimsical, and like, like, cause shockingly, like, this is the movie that took me back to when movies didn't take themselves too seriously, you know, cause I really feel like, I feel that, like, everything's gotta be dark, and brooding, and everybody's gotta have a fucking story, and everybody's gotta be mad, and sad, and all this shit, you know, and it's gotta be like, oh, a guy's gotta be a hero, a guy's gotta be a hero, because, like, he's his last resort, or some shit like that, you know, a guy just doesn't want to be a hero, just to be a hero, you know, <laughs> they gotta be a hero, because, oh, they, they, they took somebody I like, or, um, they took, well, I guess you gotta say that here, cause, like, uh, they took Laura, uh, but the thing is, like, Bruce Leroy don't even really know Laura, he, he just, he just saved Laura cause it was the right thing to do, that's, that's the thing, he, like, he did it because it was the right thing to do, he didn't do it because he fucking, he, he didn't even do it cause he knew her, you know, but anyway, yeah, man, I like, I like this movie because, like, it didn't take itself too, too seriously, you know, this movie had a lot of interesting and colorful characters. You know, like I said, Shonuff, the Shogun of Harlem, stood out. He was a big fucking standout. Great, 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 great villain. Uh, Vanity. <laughs> Let's talk about Vanity. My God. 
Vanity really pushes the boundaries when it comes to sexuality in this movie. And I love every fucking minute of it. I love every fucking minute of it. Like, Vanity... Oh my god, Vanity is just like a fucking... She's a fucking hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars, man. She's ready. Oh, <laughs> she ready. <laughs> this whole... Through this whole goddamn movie, she is fucking ready. You know? <laughs> and I love it. Um, <laughs> there's one part in here, like, she sings this song called uh, Seventh Heaven, which is, like, very sexually suggestive very sexually suggestive as a kid i didn't get it but as an adult listening to that shit i was like this bitch talk about sex this bitch talk about having an orgasm <laughs> that song's about having that song's about busting a nut that's what that song is about but yeah man like she pushes she pushes the, she pushes the limits uh let's talk about uh uh bruce leroy i love uh timex uh naivete and nobility as uh bruce leroy just a dude doing the right thing you know like doing the right thing he saw somebody in need went to go save her got in some trouble you know but kicked everybody's ass you know like and he gets the girl at the end that's super cool um we also get our young uh ernie reyes jr in here too which is which is awesome you know (laughs) he's been kicking ass for a long time people he's been kicking ass for a long time like he had to be i think they said he was 12 i want to say they say he was 12 years old in this movie. So, he's really young. Um, this movie is not without its issues. You know, you know, like, I do have an issue with the uh, with the Asian and black stereotypes. You know, like, there's a lot of Asian and black stereotypes in this movie, but it's the 80s. What the fuck we gonna do? We can't go back to the past and tell these people, hey, that's not right. You know, <laughs> you know, the only change was happening now. And that's the kind of thing i hate with cancel culture they try to go back in time and change shit you know it happened already let it go you know (laughs) let's let's try to work on what's going on now you know what's in the now but you know like i said it's the 80s what the fuck we gonna do there's a lot there was a lot of problematic shit in the 80s and the 90s and even in the early 2000s so we just started learning that oh that shit ain't right you know (laughs) we just started learning that shit so let's not judge anybody back in the past really overall i enjoyed this movie man i really enjoyed this movie i thought it was a big bunch of dumb fun really just big ass dumb fun i'm gonna uh i'm gonna give this a four out of five it's four out of five for me i had a ball watching this movie just a big ball watching this movie and looking at vanity because she's hot and ready <laughs> my god uh, may she rest in peace by the way may she rest in peace join me next week when it's going to be the beginning of wayans month i'm going to be watching movies from the wayans brothers and i'm going to start off with a low down dirty shame check you guys later Peace.